Hello, you're listening to Tony Tang is Everybody's Best Friend, the podcast that wants to be your pal. My guest this week is good friend Sarah Edwards, formerly known as Sarah Pang. But first, welcome to season two of the podcast. This season, I'm going to try some new things. I'm going to chat with friends who aren't in Vancouver anymore, might reconnect with friends who I don't keep in touch with, and maybe even talk to some frenemies. Ooh boy. This season, some things won't change. I'm still on a journey to becoming a better friend, and I'm still talking to good friends about what being a good friend means to them. On this week's episode, I call up Sarah Edwards for a good talk. Sarah lives in the Okanagan now, but she was in Vancouver for school and lived in Toronto, where I'd visit now and again. Having moved around back and forth between provinces a few times, Sarah's good at putting herself out there to be nice to people, and that's why I'm happy to be friends with her. And as she puts it, the ability to be friends with another human being is really a privilege. Also, multiple shout-outs. Shouts-out? Shout-shout-outs to my sister and my brother-in-law. One show note, CAPSI is the Canadian Association of Pharmacy Students and Interns, and that's really where Sarah and I met, um, which is a student group that Sarah and I were a part of, specifically at UBC. You can learn more about them at capsiubc.com. That's C-A-P-S-I-U-B-C dot com. Great. Here is my talk with Sarah. Well, that makes I, I did meet you as Sarah Pang. That's true. You can say that. Okay. Well, how did we meet? We met um, when I joined CAPSI, which is a, a UBC pharmacy undergrad group. <laughs> how do you define CAPSI? I don't remember well, what it stands a, for. It's the Canadian Association of Pharmacy Students and Interns, oh, C-A-P-S-I. Right. That is the that is the mark of a true leader when you remember the acronym of the group that you were part of, the group that you were leading. That's a pretty low bar, actually. <laughs> I think I was secretary or something like that. You were secretary, and I feel like um, you know when when we were having meetings, it was more like it, your actual role didn't really matter. It was just everyone's contributing ideas. And yes, that's true. We did at the time. I thought we did good work. <laughs> I hope so. Maybe we yeah. should revisit CAPSI today and see if our work has shone through to the younger generation 10 years later. Dun, dun, dun. Did we make an impact <laughs> okay. on the lives of the undergraduate pharmacy students? Well, if anything, we know that taking part in a group like CAPSI helps build lifelong friendships. It's true. It's true. Yeah. We should yeah, that's how, we should say that when we yeah. meet these kids. You are talking about it like we're actually going to do that. <laughs> yeah, we should. I okay. mean, we don't live too far from UBC. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you just walk in there one day. One of us is only six hours away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, did, how did we really become friends? Like, what was it about our interactions that made us friends? I so I, I've I've been thinking about this ever since you asked oh. me to be part of your podcast about. How do we meet and how do we actually become friends? I think part of it was because we had similar personalities in terms of being organized and effective and trying to um, tackle the issues that we had to deal with being part of the undergraduate society that we're part of. And I think um, it, it sounds it sounds a little bit snotty, but I think... <laughs> 
wanted because, because um, some uh, perhaps some people that we didn't agree with, um, we would talk about it <laughs> behind their backs. So it's basically a gossip. That's how we became friends. But not really. We would vent to each other, really. That's what it came down to because we had similar interests and I think way of thinking and um, uh, vision of where, where we were going with, with the work that we were doing. I think that's how we became good friends. And then we just started hanging out <laughs> at events. And I guess our sense of humor. Oh, and then we discovered that we both like like similar things, like like Gilmore Girls. And and I remember you, oh, you were really good at um, organizing these really good retreats. And I, I would... I would like them a lot. And, and I remember thinking, oh, Anthony, he likes rock climbing. I think he did rock climbing. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that retreat. And we went, we did rock climbing and we went to Whistler at one time. I remember thinking, wow, this is so much fun. And I remember thinking um, that uh, you had a lot of interesting and different, in a good way, um, interests than myself. Like I never thought about rock climbing. I thought it was just, I thought it was boring because like, why would it be exciting? You're just climbing a big rock. <laughs> <laughs> But it was actually really challenging. It was really um, good to see. Just because this is on the internet where anyone can listen to it, just for the record, it's not like I, the Whistler thing had nothing to do with me. But the rock climbing was just, we went rock climbing as a group and then we had a meeting afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> oh, okay. can I do a shout out, by the way? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I, I would just like to um, say a big shout out to uh, our mutual friend, Jen Tung who is actually your sister because yeah. because she's she is a good friend of mine so i just wanted to give her a shout out to say you're you're my friend too not just anthony even though i met you through anthony technically but it's good yeah. um, i wonder if she actually listens to my podcast i bet she does uh we'll never know uh that but that's another reason why we're friends too because you separately from me met my sister and became friends with her mm-hmm. in in a different province. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you know? Did you know her at UBC? No, I did not. I think I met her oh, once, yeah. but it, okay. but I think she was with a big group of people, and I think it just said hi. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was it. Yeah. Little did you know, yeah. you'd become well, not best friends, but pretty good friends. Really, good, yeah, good friends. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. we we had a oh. we, we lived in Toronto together, and we had a lot of. Um, similar problems in life or um, obstacles that we were facing or challenges and situations in life, I think. Similar battles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we weren't going through a rough time, but just like, you know, just yeah. when to start our just family. Life. Yeah. Life stuff, career stuff, Maybe you were stuff. best friends because I learned from Mindy <laughs> Kaling that best friends, it's not a position, it's a tier. Oh. Oh. Very nice. Very insightful, Mindy Kaling. Yeah, yeah. I like her. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I was also going to say that I think we yeah. also became good friends through mutual friends, I think, because you started hanging out with some kids that I was also friends with, the Asian crew. <laughs> we call them the Asian crew, <laughs> the Chinese crew. <laughs> they're teaching you Chinese. Yeah, they're teaching me Chinese, which is yeah. terrible because for those of you who are listening to this podcast and don't know who I am, I am ethnically Chinese. But don't. Sarah Edwards is ethnic Chinese. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I don't uh, speak Cantonese very often, and I don't um, really understand a lot of Canadian Chinese cultures. Not understand, but I just uh, I'm not uh, exposed to that as much. 
because you grew up in be- beautiful Sault Ste. <laughs> Ontario. Right. Yeah, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is kind of your story, but I heard that you were uncomfortable when you went to UBC. <laughs> And you, this is terrible. I can't believe we're oh, gonna put this on the internet. That? No, Maybe I can cut that out. But it's actually, I might cut that out. But it's actually kind of funny though because just just imagine um, you're a young, <laughs> youngish, ethnic Chinese, but grew up relatively Canadian girl, and you've never been anywhere that's um, highly densely densely populated by Asians. Until you reach Vancouver. Well, I've been to Toronto a lot of times, but um, Vancouver is a different caliber. <laughs> Definitely. And the first day that I walked onto the UBC campus, I got off the bus and I was thinking to myself, okay, this is a brand new start, new beginnings. Let's make new friends. Let's get to know the campus. And I swear the within five minutes of me stepping off the bus and walking to Woodward Library, where we were supposed to have an orientation, I met a gaggle of Asian girls and I couldn't understand a word they were saying and they were all like they all had cell phones and back then like cell phones was a novelty to me like nobody had might as well have been a jetpack it could have been or or one of those hoverboards it could have been a hoverboard and and they were all dangling things from their cell phones because I think it was like really big at that time anyways I almost turned and went home (laughs) Like to Ontario? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I can't deal with yeah. these things dangling on their I just don't understand phones. what's going on. <laughs> but no, it was good. It was good. I, I learned a lot through our, our crew of, of uh, Asian Asian friends. And also friendship with those people was nice too. It was. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Can I say I'm glad you stayed in BC? Because one thing <laughs> I appreciate you about uh, as a friend is that you... You kind of put yourself out there to meet new friends and be friendly to people. Because mm. there's this one time, um, like, you and I had met, but we weren't really friends. And I was just, it was like outside the lab or something. And you and some people in your your class, they're like, oh, it's Sarah's birthday. We're going to go to ice cream. And I'm like, okay, that's that's fine. <laughs> and then and then you, even though we didn't know each other very well, you're like, oh, would you like to come? And I was like, no, I'm here waiting for a reason. <laughs> Lame. Um, but that was really nice of you to do. And I think because oh. you do that to a lot of people, they find that being a friend to you is is easy. Wow. And, and wow. rewarding. Oh, thank you. I don't even remember that at all. But that sounds... That sounds, that like sounds good. <laughs> that sounds like a, that's a <laughs> okay. nice memory of me. <laughs> um... Yeah, I guess um, because I grew up in a small town and then I had to leave to go to school. I think that definitely makes you, it, it puts a pressure on you to get out there and make new friends because it's either you go out there and you make no friends if you don't put yourself out there or you go and you yeah. try. And that was one of my, one of my big um, fears was or um, challenges moving to Vancouver from Ontario was I don't know anybody. I didn't know a single soul. I actually cried when my dad left. Oh. Yeah. The day that he, he helped me move. And then I cried because I was just, you know, Vancouver is such a different city than Toronto, than Ontario in general. Like BC looks so different than Ontario. Um, yeah. And I didn't know the city. It was huge. It was the biggest city I've ever lived in. And I had to know the bus route and I had to know how to get to school. I didn't know 
and, and little subtle differences, like we have milk bags in Ontario, but we don't have them here in BC. We have um, milk jugs, like the plastic containers, you know the four, four liter containers. The, exactly. The, like just like little subtle differences that makes you feel so like you, you gave up milk. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just like a little subtle difference that um, made me quite aware that I was far away from home. So I think um, going to, to UBC for pharmacy school, I, I realized that I really had to put myself out there and try to meet people that, um, that I um, like and that I have something in common with and I can make good friends with and have a good group of people that would eventually become my family, my school family. Wow. And you did. Yeah. Yeah. I think it helped that I joined CAPC. That was one of the reasons why I joined <laughs> that I joined um, that organization or that club because I needed to make new friends. I needed to do something different. I needed to you know branch myself out there and not pigeonhole myself and just to you know being part of one group of friends. So it was good to meet other people and see what they were doing and and it was good. I got to yeah. explore a lot. Of, I went to Richmond, I think, because of you. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? No. So was there ever a time when you realized you weren't being a good friend or, or you could have been a better friend? Or Definitely. I wouldn't say that it's not a specific. Um, I can't remember the specific moment, but I remember or the specific friend that I was with. But I remember the feeling that I had. And I was talking to this friend and I hadn't talked to them for a while. And I couldn't remember their details. Like I couldn't remember if they had a brother or a sister. I couldn't remember if they had a boyfriend or a girlfriend. I couldn't remember anything about them. And I felt like a terrible friend. I was like, when was the last time you even saw me? Like, I don't remember. And I just remember thinking I was panicked, I think. I was panicked because because they were talking to me like they knew everything about about me and about what I've been up to lately. Um all that kind of stuff. Like what, they knew I went to Vancouver for school. They knew this and that. And they asked about my parents. And I was like, uh, I don't remember, you know, what, what's going on with you <laughs> or what has happened to you? Like what's been going on? And I remember thinking, um, making a mental note and thinking maybe I should have a notebook and just like jot down little things about people. Like and this now person. You have Facebook. Yeah. And now we have Facebook. So I could have been Mark Zuckerberg rich if i had thought about that beforehand but except your version would be like a notebook it would actually be a notebook wants. it'd be pretty yeah. lame it'd be a notebook and i would jot down details of my friends of like you know oh they went on this vacation or this is what they're planning or doing this is what they're thinking this is what they're going through um so that's definitely when i realized i wasn't a very good friend because i didn't remember certain details of their life that's really quite thoughtful of you to think that way i try to remember i try to um make good efforts to remember what people are going through or what milestones like for example like if someone had a baby then i would try to remember the baby's name um the baby's gender that kind of thing <laughs> uh, maybe even their birthday like oh yes they were born maybe not the actual day but just to um, know that they were born in the spring or something like that Oh wow. Yeah, and maybe some of the maybe some of the challenges that they had with having the baby or some of the joys that they've had with having the baby. I try to remember like specific things like that. Like is the value of doing that in a friendship more that, you know, that's what friends do or I think or is... so. To me that is because I feel like that's like a progression of your friendship. 
that you catch up and you don't have to, or you kind of, or like when you catch up, you have a starting point that you're not just starting all over again. Well, actually I had a baby or I I switched jobs. Oh, I already knew that. We don't need the backstory every time. Exactly. Like you already knew, like the last time we spoke, you had just changed jobs. How's that going now? Um, do you still find it very challenging with your boss? Is your boss still very demanding or have things let up a, l- a little bit? So I try to remember these things, especially because now that I've moved back to BC, a lot of my really good friends still live in Toronto, in the Toronto area. So it's harder for me to um, stay in contact with them. Yeah. So um, it's also harder for me to remember little details like that, but I try really hard when we chat um, so that we don't backpedal and revisit yeah. all of those old stories and that we're moving forward and we're progressing somewhere. Did you start doing that because someone kind of couldn't keep track with your moves between BC and Ontario? <laughs> They're like, maybe. Oh, which, 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 maybe. One are, which one are they at? Where are this, you now? Yeah. Yeah. This is my second time living in BC. So yeah, I don't know, maybe, but to be honest, I don't find it, I don't find it offensive at all or insulted if someone doesn't remember my details. Like I, I, for some reason, I just don't, I I don't get angry or sad about that. It doesn't bother me at all. Um, I understand if people can't remember my details, it's not, it's not important to them, but for some reason to me, it's important to me that I remember people's histories just it doesn't have to be super detailed just like little bits yeah just what the important part yeah yeah so that we have something to talk about when we catch up what what does make a good friend though uh is there someone you immediately think of that's a good friend and because of something Mm. that she or he does this is going to sound kind of funny but um someone that really impressed me i actually don't know if they're my friend or not and this might make you laugh (laughs) I'm already laughing. <laughs> because it's your brother-in-law. Hi, Edwin, if you're listening. <laughs> he might listen. I don't know about my sister, yeah. but he's probably listening. <laughs> so another shout out to, to one of your family members. So when I first met Edwin, I thought, wow, this guy is so hilarious. He's He's super interested in listening to me and getting to know me. And I mean, he felt like I was worthy of his time. And even my husband, Pat, felt that way too. Like he spends a lot of time trying to get to know you and he's like super excited about whatever you have to say. And it's like, I am not an interesting person. Like, I don't think I'm that interesting. You know, I I live a very routine life. But he, when he talks to you, he makes you seem like you have it all. Like you, you're so (laughs) interesting, right? Um, You have all these stories and you're, you're so intriguing and the funny thing about Edwin is, or it's not really funny, but the really good thing about Edwin is he is a good listener yes. and he takes really good notes of you so that the next time he meets you, he'll say, I remember the last time we were talking and you mentioned this. So did you ever go see that movie? It could be something as simple as, did you ever go see that movie? Cause I, I remember you, you were thinking of watching that movie or did you ever finish that book or what happened about that project? So he remembers all these specific things. And I think meeting Edwin made me realize that listening is a, a valuable thing to do, um, in order to be a good friend. 
You know, it's it's funny you mentioned that because when I was doing a lot of soul searching and and that kind of ended up in this podcast, I was like, oh, I need to be a better friend. I need to be a better friend. And one of the people I aspired to be uh, was Edwin. Mm-hmm. Not that I was comparing myself to him because mm-hmm. that's that's a losing game anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and and my wife was like, you know, you can you can try to be a better friend, but you're not Edwin, and kind of like you'll never get to that point because because the change mm-hmm. from a regular person to that level of friend mm-hmm. is superhuman. Right. I totally, oh, now, I totally get it. Yeah. Because, I'm kind of hoping he doesn't listen to this. Uh, kind of putting him on a pedestal. Yeah. But he deserves it. But he's a, actually a very humble yeah. guy. He's such a humble yes. guy. And yeah. he, um, uh, yeah. And he's so funny and so witty. Like to me, he, I was even concerned. I was actually concerned because I was like, why is this guy like he wants to be our friend. I was like, oh my gosh, Patrick. <laughs> I was like, Pat, like this guy, like we're not cool people. We're not interesting. Like what's up? Like what? What if he finds out who we really are? I know. I was like, we, <laughs> we need better stories for next time. So like we would go out and we'd do crazy stuff and be like, Edwin, guess what we did? You know, so be our Math. friend. We're, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, uh, yeah. So so I think Edwin, meeting Edwin, I, I remember distinctly the first time that I met him. We went out as a double date with uh, Jen and Edwin. And and I just remember thinking, wow, he's so cool. And I can't believe he wants to be our friend. Like, what? He could be anybody's friend. And uh, we started talking <laughs> about careers one time or, or jobs. And we, um, we got to talk, we were talking about what would be your ideal job situation or career. Um, and Edwin's answer really surprised me. And he said, I think I would make an excellent maitre d. Oh. Yeah. Because he would remember all these little details of people and be like, oh, hello, Mr. X. So nice to see you again. How is your wife doing? And blah, 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 blah. And how was your recent trip? And I think because he remembers little details like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting that he chose that or that he came up with that because I would have never thought of that. No, I think that totally would fit him. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He'd be really good at that. Anyways, and I, I came across a quote when I was okay. um, going through some soul searching myself and it really resonated with me, um, not only in career or job situations or um, professional life, but also in friendship. And it's by Stephen Covey. Did you, have you ever read his, um, seven habits of highly effective people? You know what? I've, I've always wanted to, and I borrowed it from the library and I'm in this phase after becoming a new father where I can't make it through. (laughs) Um, so I, I got to the end of the first section and then it expired. Oh, you had to return it. Yeah. Um, I might cut that part out because it's super embarrassing. Why? It's not embarrassing. It's I, it's I it's real life. That happens. The, the next book I read won't be that one, but then the one after will be that one. Well, just because I asked that question doesn't mean I read it either. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to say that I came across a quote okay. um, just by Googling like inspirational quotes or something like that. And you had to read words in the process of doing that. Accounts, it, I yeah. suppose. And it is one of the books on my, also on my to read list. And it will also be the next book after the next book that I read. 
Okay. But anyways, this quote is from his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And it's,、um, most people do not listen with intent to understand, but they listen with the intent to reply. And I thought、hmm. that was so true. And so ever since reading that quote, I've been trying to listen with the intent to understand. And in a selfish point of view, you can, I, I feel that I can also learn from people by listening more, learning about、um, maybe their, from their life lessons and gathering information and intel from them. What they've gone through and what they've learned and what they've gained and what has worked, what hasn't worked. So I find that by listening, you, you do gain a lot yourself. That's a good one. Because, especially like when you, our lives are focused on work and meetings and things like that, I know it in, in meetings, most people,、oh, maybe I'm projecting now, but mostly me,、um, you, you just want to contribute and say what you got to say because that's why you're there.、Yeah. No one really sits down like, I just want to sit here and listen to what everyone has to say and understand where everyone's coming from and、right. what their demands are. And yeah, that's, yeah, it's really helpful. Yeah, it's a really good quote. I think it can be applicable to many aspects of one's life. So, not just friendship, but also in the workplace. So, yeah, yeah. to answer your question, I think <laughs> <laughs> as a summary, that listening is, is a really good tool to have, or it's a mark of a good friend.、Um, and also, listening, if you think about it,、um, when you're having a conversation with someone that you value as a friend, And you're, you may be sharing like a really, maybe a very personal story or something that has happened to you that you don't share with many other people, but you would hope that your friend listens to you and listens to understand where you're coming from. And instead of just giving you advice or brushing it off, that they're actually absorbing with your emotions and your feelings at the time and what you're going through and, or what you went through. And is your support. So that's what I try to do too. When people open up to me, like I, I listen and I feel privileged that they're sharing with me that their personal story or、um, the struggles, or it could be something very happy because not a lot of people talk about maybe they're just, they found out just pregnant or that they're going to move, but they haven't told anyone yet. So I feel very privileged when someone shares a, a personal story with me. That's actually a great. Perspective to take. So, any, any kind of final tips that you have for people trying to be a better friend? I would say that friendship is a two way street. So, expect people to give you information, but also be prepared to listen as well. That's good. No, I don't know. That wasn't very good. I just made it up. <laughs> <laughs> No, but, but it goes but back it, to what you were saying, like the, the taking the perspective that it's a privilege、mm-hmm. that someone's sharing it with you. So you should honor that.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they, their hope is that you will share whatever they're feeling or going through. So hopefully that's the case, that you will、right. be their support. Yeah. Thanks for being a good friend, Anthony. Oh, you beat me to it. I was going to thank you for being a good friend. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, th- that's okay. There's no, there's no like、um, dependencies and gratitude. I think this is also what makes us friends, is because we think about these things. Like what makes us a good friend? I've been thinking about this. For, I've only recently been thinking for, about this. For a long time. 
Okay, well, that's... Yeah. I guess that's when we were different. Yeah, yeah. well... But we still, <laughs> we still came to, you know, the same question. Okay. Thanks for being on the podcast, and thanks for being my friend, Sarah. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> the privilege is all mine. <laughs> So that was my talk with Sarah Edwards. I'd better keep track of her details and going-ons for, for when we chatting in next. All right, that's the show for this week. Thanks for listening. As always, you can let me know what you think of the show on Twitter. I'm at Tony Tongue. You can always find the show on Facebook at Tony Tongue Podcast. And if you want to support the podcast, you can rate and review the show on iTunes. It goes a long way towards helping to reach others who might enjoy the show also. No matter how you access the podcast, you can subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thank you. I'm Tony Tung, and you've been listening to Tony Tung is Everybody's Best Friend, the podcast that wants to be your pal.